0: Alright, fellas, time for another Titans talk. Guys, does it seem like it's been a very long time since the draft
1: happened? Man, it feels like it's been years.
2: Yeah, now we have to wait almost a whole year for us to do this again.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully, we get some uh, football action in between then. uh, But yeah, the draft is exciting. Yeah, it Um, feels.
2: It feels like we've
0: been dumped into a, uh, a football desert, and we've got a long way. We do have OTAs, but we don't get to learn too much about. We want to talk today a little bit about our rival AFC South teams and how we think they did, and we'll just kind of jump around from there. Of the AFC South teams, besides us, whose draft class did you like best, Big Fella?
1: I think it's kind of hard to not like what Indianapolis did. On as much as it pains me to say that, but I think they had a pretty solid draft. They hit a lot of needs. They, you know, filled a lot of positions. I think Rakia Sin, the cornerback from Temple, he's going to do some great things there. And I also, I know when we were doing our lead up to the draft, I thought Paris Campbell would be a really good pick. He went a little higher than I thought he would, but
2: I think he's going to be really solid in that offense. Indy was probably the best, but they they had so many day two picks, and they got a second rounder next year, so they nailed it. I think they played it a little conservative, and I know I'm biased because I don't
0: like the Colts at all. But I don't see a star on this draft. I like Rock and he's going to be a good player. And they have a pretty good scheme, and I think he fits their scheme well. He's a good pick. They traded back. I don't see a potential star here. I, they uh, got a little conservative, as sometimes teams that think their win now will do. I think they were looking for depth uh, for them. I mean, that would be my my one criticism. I don't look down on their draft picks and, and see a guy
1: who's going to be a day one big-time difference. Yeah, but you uh, know what's... What,
0: what would you say to that sort of –
1: you know what scares me about uh, that? The, the, to that. Is how many times have the Patriots had that kind of a draft and gone on to win multiple Super Bowls? And Indianapolis had a pretty busy offseason as far as free agents, especially with Justin Houston. I think he's going to be a big, a big contributor. And, you know, they did a lot of great things last year, too. So I think the fact that they had an underrated draft, maybe, uh, or a qu- more or less a quiet draft, is almost a little bit more concerning.
2: As a Times fan, this draft actually worries me a bit more than if they had. Reach for some stars because I didn't really think their team needs an infusion of Star Town because they've all right they've started to fix that problem under Ballard, and now they just shored up their defense and at every level and they just filled out every position to where it's hard to find a significant weakness on this team.
1: Yeah, I would
2: agree. You know that's amazing
0: that a team started a one in five and now we're having that conversation and I, I think you're probably dead right. Isn't that weird? They have come a long way and in. in Less than a season, right? So
2: fast. Yeah, and this isn't fun. No, right? Yeah, Landon, well, you it? nailed
1: it. I mean, I hate that we picked them as our as you know. I hope outside of us the best draft in the AFC South. Everybody in the national media is going to be kissing their butt all summer too.
0: So I'm not looking forward to that either. Um, speaking of things that um, I'm a little tired of hearing, is it just me or? Are y'all tired of hearing Juwan Taylor was probably going to go seventh anyway to the Jaguars, so they got basically two top ten picks? Is
1: anybody else tired of hearing that? I mean, I think that narrative kind of plays itself out, but, you know, I, I think Jacksonville does deserve some credit. They, you know, played it really smart. I mean, they never thought that Josh Allen would be there at seven, and, you know, he was, so they picked him, and. I'm sure they probably were ready to take Jawan Taylor at seven, but then he was there in the second round, so they took him. Um, so I think I think they played it really smart. I like I like a lot of what they did. Um, <laughs> I'm biased to Temple, but I really love the pick of Rockwall. Yeah, Armstead's going to be really good for them. He's going to yeah. be so good. Uh, I mean, he's yeah. almost, and you know, I'm not going to say he's Leonard Fournette, but he's of that. He's cu- He's of that same cloth, I think.
0: I don't think so, but I think his personality is totally different, and I think he's a uh, Tom Coughlin-type guy. Oh, yeah. And uh, Greg Cosell is really high on him. Yeah, talent. I don't think he has near the talent Fournette does, but I think the guy could be a really good running back. Uh, Sadly, I I hope he's not for Jacksonville, at least not against us, but uh, that that was a good pick. There were some some interesting reaches and question marks uh, down the line of their draft, but I I liked Armstead. I liked that pick. Uh, If Jawan Taylor was – really such an excellent player all the tackle needy teams he, he would have been picked in the first round so although that's a good get in the second round i don't know that it's some uh out, outlandish uh, heist that they put on like like i hear in the national media like maybe i'm just really negative talking about these teams because i love my Titans so much but um that that would be my thing is we'll wait and see on taylor i think he's going to be good maybe not great as far as alan you guys know from uh, our previous uh podcasts I think he's a good player. I don't know that he's going to be a great player. I, I this isn't a this is not a future
2: Khalil Mack or anything, Landon. What do you what do you think the ceiling on Josh Allen? I think his ceiling is probably at an, at an All Pro level, but not at a Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Defensive Player of the Year, game wrecking level. So I certainly think he has the potential, as he shoot as he showed at Kentucky to be an elite, premier defensive player, but. I just don't see enough at him at the moment for him to be, like, one of the premier defensive players.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got the perfect size and measurables, and, you know, he's an incredible player, played incredibly well. (laughs) Something that's going to help him and make him look a lot better is the amount of talent on that defense. So, I mean, heck, if you put me on that defense, I might be an (laughs) all-pro. I think he's going to exploit that, and he's going to look incredible. Um, maybe for a year or two, and then once they start losing their, their top-dollar guys, you know, he may come down to earth. I don't think, like Landon said, I don't think he's Khalil Mack level, um, but he is pretty good. Um, you know, he may be an all-pro. There's no
0: question. He's a good athlete. Yeah. And he's all that. But uh, just his build and, and how he's uh, – I don't know. I, I've been wrong before, but I don't see him as a future-dominating dom- guy. But I think on that defense and on, on that front seven, I think uh, they, could, they could really – Uh, be impactful as a unit and uh, we could see him be good in in the beginning but uh, I think he dropped for a reason Uh, but uh, needless to say they have a good they got a good player at seven I'm not suggesting that but these guys get celebrated these teams get celebrated but uh, I will I will we will all just have to wait and see right so for me uh, the Texans pick they've gotten a lot of grief uh, for picking Titus Howard at 23 and and even more than that letting the Eagles jump up at 22 and pick uh Um, the Washington State offensive tackle, uh, Dillard. I think people just assumed that's the guy that they wanted, and Philly kind of jumped up there, knowing they would pick him or probably pick him. Howard, I think, has got some potential there. The question is, can he come from Alabama State and be a plug-and-play guy, which they desperately need. We all know that they had some real issues on the offensive line. In the scheme they run, they, they need a couple of dancing bears at tackle. So, uh, Titus Howard reminds me of Dwayne Brown. Uh, he was perceived as a bit of a reach when several years ago they picked him in the first round. Uh, and he played well for them uh, for, for a while. And he came from a smaller school as well. What What's y'all's perception on the Texans draft? Are you guys like everyone else uh, that I hear? Or do, do, do you guys think they, they, they sort of fared poorly?
2: I like the Titus Howard pick actually at the time because I was with you when we were talking about it. I said, that's a... Good pick with who else was on the board since they needed offensive line. But then after that it just kind of derailed a bit. So they also took Max Sharping, a tackle from Northern Illinois in the second round as well. Yeah. So that's two small school guys who might not be who might not be immediate day one starters on a line that I think sharping will be. I I know I've talked on this uh, podcast before how uh,
0: I liked Sharping, and at 55, I, I thought it was a good value. But uh, weirdly, I think Sharping might be more more
2: ready to play in September than than Howard. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but uh, oh, I, I like Sharping. Yeah, but my th- my thing is usually when I'm looking for immediate impact guys on offensive line, I just usually am biased towards the bigger school guys just because they play higher level competition and have shown that they can handle the better guys than these smaller guys, these smaller school guys. And that's really the crux of it because. They took two small school linemen with their first two picks in.
1: Yeah, I don't. I I I kind of I kind <clears> of <throat> fall in line with the rest of everybody, giving them a hard time. I really don't see anything special with their draft. Their running back isn't really stable. You've got Deontay Foreman, and then you've got Lamar Miller. You know, not really sure what they're doing there. <laughs> their tight end literally uh, was arrested in Nashville on the night of the draft. I don't know if you guys heard this. Weird story, yeah. <laughs> he Strange punched story. out. A, he
0: blamed being yeah. overserved. Uh, really weird story, He's, and a bad look for the Texans.
1: Yeah, and he punched out a, a hotel window. I mean, you know, that dude's hit in the weight room, Ryan Griffin. I mean, but but still, I mean, they had a whole bunch of needs, and you know, I just don't really think they hit a lot of them. Obviously, taking two offensive linemen in their first three picks, um, it's something they needed to do. But I just, you know, th- with how much we were talking about it, I just think there was such but such better value. They signed Matt Khalil, so we'll see if that works out. Um, so maybe these, maybe both linemen, where they picked them, both tackles. Maybe it's a little bit of a luxury pick, but but still, I, I just know. think they it had it was that
0: absolute need.
1: They had more needs than than what they really addressed in the draft, and I just don't, I, I don't know if their front office was sleeping on a lot of these people, or you know, I I, no, I, don't I think know. they're desperate.
0: Yeah, I, I think that everybody in that front office and uh, on the coaching staff knows that they got to get better play from their offensive line and uh, from their tackles to keep their jobs. And I think they picked the two best guys. And they just hope sometimes it works out like it did for Indy in their interior offensive line last year. And sometimes the Bengals did that a few years ago. And neither one of those guys were really NFL-caliber uh, starters. So uh, we'll see, right? And uh, it was weird, but that's what happens when you have such a desperate need that you really can't go on your board. You really can't listen to your scouts, You just got to take two bodies. And even in the third round, they've let, in t- they've let tight end get so bad that – uh, they, they picked a guy, that uh, Kahale Warring that um, that I like, but it, the 80th, 86th pick in this draft I thought was a little rich. He's a good athlete, but he's from San Diego State. So even that, I just felt like because they were so desperate for certain positions, Landon, that they picked every one of these guys maybe
2: 20 picks early. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I think just down the line. Yeah, majority of these picks, I thought at least the early, more valuable picks were reaches, but they really need the positions, and it was and those were big, big needs that they had to fill, and I assume in their mind it was better to reach on some guys than just ignore that need and hope someone falls later on. Guys, the more time that passes, and the more I think people are are sort
0: of thinking more positively about our draft. No one hated it, but. I just feel like the more we get settled in and, and as far as how the board went and uh, the players we got and the the, the the needs we had, do you guys feel like there's even more optimism now than there was 10 days ago uh, uh, about the guys we got?
1: I definitely think so. I mean, I think, you know, obviously the verdict is out on Nate Davis yet, but um, I definitely feel a lot better about the Jeffrey Simmons pick than I did 10 days ago. I really like the thought of him and Gerald Casey at some point Maybe this season, you know, kind of ruining that middle of the line um, and getting after Andrew Luck. I really like AJ Brown. I think he's going to be an immediate, immediate starter, immediate impact player. Nate Davis, like I said, we'll see what happens. But I mean, then really, like our late picks: so Imani Hooker, DeAndre Walker, David Long. Those yeah, people guys, love
0: Hooker. Yeah. I've heard so many positive things they're, nationally about Hooker.
1: They're going to be all. They're all of them are going to be contributors, whether it's special teams or you know, even rotational on on defense. They're all going to have a role to play, and I think they're all going to be able, capable to, of doing it. Guys, kind of moving, uh, switching gears, generally
0: in this draft. Who nailed it? What teams did you look and say, "Oh man, wow," and and then otherwise, like who who was just like, "Oh man, what are they thinking?" Uh, big fell.
1: Who's your nailed it team? I re- you know, I feel like this is a common thing that I feel like every year, you know, you see teams in the draft and they draft well, and they always draft well. So, mine is the Ravens. I think they absolutely nailed it. They went with the board, and they took Marquise Brown in the first round. Ended up taking Jalen Ferguson and Miles Boykin in the third. Justin Hill, Ben Powers, I'm in Marshall in the fourth. And then a guy that I really liked, Dalen Mack in the fifth. He is just, uh, he's a he's a house. Uh, they have him listed as 6'1", 336. I mean, he's just a mutant. And then, I know you guys, you didn't agree with me with uh, how, uh, with what you thought about him, but Trace McSorley, I think, you know, honestly, he couldn't have gone, uh, outside of us, he couldn't have gone to a more perfect situation. He's an incredible athlete. He's going to almost, I think he's going to be filling a Julian Edelman type of role at first. He's going to, um, they can probably keep him as a, as a wide receiver and count towards their wide receiver cap Totals uh, on game day, and you know they can flip him to, to quarterback if need be. Um, so I think it's a really smart pick. He's really athletic. He fits what they want to do. Um, so I think. It was well,
0: yeah, a, that's what I'd say. Yeah. I think you know teams are smart when they're sort of
2: sticking their philosophy there, right? So I, I think they really nailed it. Landon, what about you? Who's your nailed it team? I'll, I really like the Bucks drafting. With the news that Jason Pierre-Paul might be out for the season with a fractured neck, I believe for a from a car crash. Taking Devin White over Josh Allen looks a bit worse in hindsight, but still essentially their first five picks, their first major picks all went to defense, which is easily the, their biggest area of concern because for how bad Jameis Winston and that offense can be at times, they certainly can put up points, and it's, but it's really just—it's usually just because their defense has given up so many, it becomes garbage time pretty fast. So they added a bunch of talent at every level, they had three new defensive backs when their secondary was a big reason why their defense was so terrible. And who knows? Maybe Bruce Arians can work out the kinks and James Winston. This one's to take a
1: kicker. Am I right? Um, yeah, that is right. <laughs> I always think it's neat when which they've done. Yeah, yeah, before when teams get really bullish and you know take a kicker in the draft, you know a lot higher than anybody would ever think. Um, and you know there are teams that you know still don't have kickers. Um, so I mean, like Chicago. I heard that. Yeah, they what had, a weird situation! Yeah, oh my there. gosh, I heard they had eight different kickers, and you know their goal in practice was to hit—I think a forty-three or forty-seven-yard field goal—and only two of the eight hit it. So, I mean, it's at, at some point you got to be—you got to be bold and take a kicker.
0: You got to be bold, Big Phil. And when it comes to kickers, uh, you got to live in the moment, as they yeah. say. Here today, Don <laughs> <gone Aguilar.
1: laughs> Oh
0: my gosh, that's probably your favorite line ever. Big fella, who was was your biggest head-scratcher as a team in the draft? Looking back on it now, we had some time to sort of let it marinate. Who do you think didn't Uh, do great?
1: I really didn't like what the Bengals did outside of Jonah Williams. All over the place, and they could have had a lot better value and a lot better players. I mean, obviously we'll see what happens. Um, But I think taking Drew Sample in the second round, the tight end from Washington, might have been a little bit of a reach. Um, they potentially have their quarterback heir apparent, Ryan Finley. They got him in the fourth, so that might work out. But, but still, I don't. I haven't. You know, I'm. I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't seen enough of Ryan Finley. But, you know, he doesn't scream franchise quarterback to me. Um, and I think that's a position that they're going to need to address uh, before Andy Dalton is done. the, the only other pick I really kind of like a little bit. Is Michael Jordan out of Ohio State, the guard? Yeah, um, he's got. I like Jordan too. I thought he would go around higher than he did. I did too. So I think that's a really good value for them to get him. He's uh, he's a bruiser and a mauler, so I really really liked him. Um, but outside of Jonah Williams and Michael Jordan, I I didn't really think much of their draft.
2: What about you, Landon? Who sort of stunk it up in Nashville to you? I really didn't like the Carolina Panthers draft. They start off pretty hot because they got Brian Burns in the first. Then they ended up trading up for Greg Lill, who tackled from Ole Miss, who I really didn't like. Then they took Wilger in the third, which is kind of weird because I know Cam Newton gets hurt a good bit, but at the same time.
0: Well, he's currently – he's been hurt, yeah. and people love his accuracy. Uh, it's weird. He looks like a system quarterback one week, and then he looks like you know, like an NFL starter one. Yeah. Uh, so at that
2: level, I thought it was a pretty good gamble, but considering their other needs. Yeah, my, yeah. my thing is just if I'm taking a guy in the mid-rounds and it's not – just to have a backup. I would rather have a guy, like, take a guy later on like Tyree Jackson where he's got all the physical ability just needs to be molded rather than a guy who might not quite have the physical ability. Because if Cam Newton goes down, is Will really going to make that much of a difference in the team's success, at least early on?
1: Maybe.
0: I think
2: we'll find out. I I mean, I I hope you make
0: a good point, but, I mean, stranger things have happened. mm -hmm. I,
2: I hope he proves me along because... It's always nice to see guys come out of nowhere and succeed, but... Right. But, but yeah, I mean, you make a good point, but um, it's going to be interesting, and at least
0: they'll have somebody uh, that they put some uh, stock in and, and, and made an investment in. I think that's their idea. it is weird because I know they're winning now with Cam Newton, but I think with his injury history and just all the hits he's taken, he's, what, 30, 30, or 31 now. Man, he's just at some point you got to think, that guy is taking uh, a beating, so just the way that he plays, so... Um, I, I thought it was actually a pretty decent call there, uh, big fella. What do you think?
1: It was a really good get, and you know, the middle of the third. Um, I can't stand Charlie Weiss; can't stand him. But every you know, leading up to the draft, he was so high on Will Greer. I don't know if he convinced me to, into Will Greer, but you know, I mean, this kid—he's tough as nails, um, and, and I think he's really gonna. You know he's. Never, I don't think he's going to be an All Pro quarterback, but I think he's going to be a better than average quarterback for a long time in the league when he gets this opportunity. And like you said, with Cam Newton getting hurt, uh, you know he's going to have an opportunity. I think it's funny, you know, looking at that team and you know, comparing the the Panthers to the Titans, and just in the quarterback room, Tannehill is our best backup we've had, and since Marcus has been here. I think Will Greer is the best backup that Carolina has had yep. uh, in quite a while.
2: I was going to say maybe Greer can be Carolina's Tannehill, where if Noon does go down or Mariota does go down, they step in and maybe they can right the ship and win a game that they might have lost with a worse backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and I, I don't think uh, I, I think Greg Little is a pretty decent player, and I don't think getting him in the second round was all that bad. Uh, might have been a little bit of a reach, but it filled a need. And, well you there's know, some major questions about him,
0: but he's your classic low floor high ceiling guy.
1: yeah definitely. so I, th- I think that was a pretty good pick. Um, you know the rest they're they're okay. nothing jumping off the page at me but but yeah I think those first three picks of theirs were pretty decent.
0: Guys, we got a wrap for today. Uh, Appreciate you listening. You guys follow us on iTunes. We got a lot of listeners. We really appreciate everything. Fellas, thank you for all the information. I finally got caught up on my sleep after the draft. We had a wild time down there. It was great, and it's nice to let the dust settle, kind of look back and and see where we head moving forward. We're going to be back with you guys next Wednesday. So look for us then. We'll be talking uh, just more Titans and more NFL, guys.